There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. One of the fastest growing industries worldwide now is the cannabis industry. That's right, hooch. Things like medical research, recreation usage, products, oils, edibles, and a whole lot more stuff. Previously on this podcast, I had a Canadian, a guy named Sean Dollinger, who was the CEO of Namaste. Now, that's the world's largest e-commerce platform for cannabis products. And this week, I'm joined by Sarah Cicci. Now, she runs a PR company called SHUK, Shook, Shook Communications. Sarah has been in the PR game for more than a decade and has created this new arm of a business dedicated to telling the stories of cannabis-related businesses. As the laws are very restricted in Australia, most of Sarah's work is with international clients. But she's ready for it. And when those laws change, she's ready to take it on. I want to find out about how she's done it, as well as talk about the PR challenges in the whole cannabis industry and how business owners in this space get their stories out there. So let's get into it. Sarah Sichi, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you for having me. Now, I've had you in here before, but not in the capacity as the um, uh, guest, but as someone accompanying a guest. On the other side, correct. So uh, just tell us quickly about who that was and what that was about. Sure. So I, um, my uh, agencies are called Piccolo PR and Shook Communications. And Your old agency, Piccolo no, P- PR. No, Piccolo PR still is still exists, functioning. Yeah, okay. I've got two. Launched, I have two in, agencies. Two right. agencies or two um, uh, business names. Um, Shook Communications, I brought in Sean Dollinger from Namaste Technologies, who who was here from in uh, from Canada, who was talking about cannabis and his e-commerce site. And then under Piccolo PR, I had Olivia Carr from founder and CEO of Shoe Silk. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. I forgot about that one too. Yeah, yes. Silk. I actually follow them on Instagram. They they do some good Instagram Amazing stuff. Amazing company. Amazing. And I actually, I got uh, she gave me some pillow slips, some silk. Silk pillow slips and uh, talked to me about linen and she inspired me to go. I went and I didn't buy it from her, but I just went and bought some linen stuff. I don't even know how her uh-huh. my secretary <laughs> bought it for me. But um, uh, the linens, uh, I'm not sure whether I like it or not. Um, how do you feel about the silk? The silk's okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, well, my hair's, it doesn't seem to freeze up or anything. It hasn't improved my skin or anything like that. But Has I'm, it improved your sleep? Uh, Were you still waking up at uh, three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I still I wake up. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. that hasn't improved me. But um, it, does, it feels nice on your face. Good to yeah. know. There's it's so many real... health benefits, but I can give you the press release at a later stage. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, so you're anyway you're you're in here on your own behalf today, and what we want to talk about and what you've been doing is you've established a new business or a new brand alongside your 
other brand, your Piccolo PR, you've, which has established a new brand, which is called Shook, S-H-U-K, or Shook. What the hell does that stand for for a Shook Communications. So that's Hebrew for marketplace. Is it? It is. And so that to me, it means oh, yeah, togetherness. Yeah, yeah. And like a Shook. Shook. Well, yeah, you used to call them a, I, I, if, Hebrew might be Shook, but in, um, I, know, I know in Oman and places like that, they're called the Shook. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a similar sort of derivation. Yeah, sure. And there's also a really nice link between Israel, um, Israel uh, global leaders in terms of science and research for the cannabis industry, which is sponsored by the government um, and also one of the best cultivators of cannabis due to their humidity and climate. Oh, wow. So, and also uh, time to shake things up. So it's a really nice play on words. Shook, shake. Yeah, I get that. So, um, so I understand why the name, but tell me why this space? Mm. Well, this space, um, cannabis is set to become a, a worldwide commodity and um, I've launched Shook Communications. Why, now, can I, why do you say that? that why, I don't understand. So let, let's, let's just assume, um, I want you to assume I know nothing about it, okay? okay. So if you, you, it's a big statement. Um, cannabis is about, and you know, you're in the yeah. PR game, uh, it's about to become a worldwide commodity. Commodity is yeah. an interesting thing to, uh, an interesting word to use. Basically that just means it's going to be commoditized and which means it's going to be like olive oil or, um, you know, cow's milk yeah. or something like that. Easily they're, they're accessible. Well, if you have a look at, um, legalization is gaining momentum. Last year we had it legalized in Canada on 30th of October, then legalized in Israel from a medicinal point of view, um, UK medicinal point of view, Australia was legalized from a medicinal point of view. Parts of the US. Um, eight states of US and Washington DC. Um, so I think it's only a matter of, uh, it's not a matter of if, but when it will be legalized in Australia. Australia are in close conversation with Canadian governments about the risks and the benefits associated with legalization. And so um, we're ready. We're, we're ready for it to become. Okay, t t talk to me about it though. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, um, just let's just pick a country. I mean, one you know about, I don't know whether it's Canada or Israel. Canada. Which, okay, pick Canada. Yes. Um, why do they decide to legalise cannabis and all the products of cannabis? Good question. And and look, I am not in term, I'm not part of government regulation, so I mm. don't have the micro and the granular detail in regards to their policies. Um, it happened rapidly, so and no one was expecting that legalisation. I think um, from an economic point of view, it stimulated growth in terms of. Um, innovation, conversation around innovation. Um, it brought together entrepreneurs, um, scientists, thought leaders, researchers, um, and creating created that economic stimulus. And not only from um, CBD point of view, but from a THC point of view as well. Let's talk about, we'll come back to CBD and THC in a minute. Yes. Um, but what you're suggesting though to me is that um, there was some economic policy or national national growth policy or uh, na nation building policy or at least national interests of Can Canadians that um, cannabis and all the products of it be legalised. Is it legalised for, for any use or is it just for medicinal? No, medicinal and recreational, but otherwise known as adult use now. You can smoke as much as you like. Uh, I wouldn't suggest it. No, no, but you can't. Is that... You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but now it's not necessarily called recreational use. It's called adult use because yeah. it's a more benign terminology, which is breaking the stigma in the 1970s, um, you know, Nixon in the 1970s. Yeah. So we're seeing a, a huge shift from the way that we're looking at cannabis and, and North America is definitely setting the benchmark for responsibility. It's mad because, you know, like Canada is a fairly conservative country, uh, you know, in, in relation to politics, um, you know, if you said had said to me like it's 
Holland or, um, you know, Sweden or something like that, I would have gone, oh, yeah, got it, because they, they traditionally sort of do that sort of stuff. Um, you know, because in those countries, a lot of drugs are legalized. But for Canada, it's, it's a big country. It's as broad. It's conserv- nat- naturally conservative as, an, uh, as a country. For them just to pop up and say, yeah, it's all now legalized, both at a recreational level or an adult's and, level and at a medicinal level. Um, and, and, and they've really done it responsibly, I feel, you know, from what we're looking at the stats now and from how we're looking at consumer engagement of the product and, um, you know, they legalise it from a federal perspective. With legalisation comes restrictions. So in terms of advertising and PR, there's a lot of restrictions about what we can and we can't do. Um, They've restricted the amount of cannabis that can be sold in shops, um, 18 or 19-year-old. Like cigarettes. Correct, exactly. So we can only have plain packaging, similar to the tobacco laws here, um, where, you know, you have to be 18 or 19 years of age, depending on the province, to be able to purchase cannabis. So um, there are still a lot of regulations in place. Does it sort of like have a photo on the front of, um, you know, uh, you off your brain, you off your head or something? I'm like, I mean, the cigarettes sort of ads <laughs> I don't got know if with... that would be great advertising or PR. Well, it's not about advertising. It's, it's, it's about the warning. That's I, I think that's probably my point because, like, if you're smoking cigarettes... They have photographs of people with uh, mouth cancer, lung cancer, and all that sort of scary sort of shit on the front of the packet. Um, is it the, the and when THC is infused into a product, they do have safety and warning. They do um, labels. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they have some guy's head spinning or something like that. Like uh, they, they have, they must have some sort of graphic that that sort of is, is meant to make the worst warning, like to make the warning as bad as possible. I presume. Um, and or maybe someone gets really fat because they start eating a whole lot of stuff. You know, they get the munchies. Uh, Depending on what strain they have, correct? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, right. exactly. So, so Canada is sort of being held up there as the poster boy or the poster girl um, for um, legalization mm-hmm. of cannabis. It seems to me. Correct. Is that right? Would that be right? Absolutely. Is that globally the way it is? Other countries like New Zealand, are we all looking to Canada as the model? Well, they're setting the benchmark for responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. The, the world is, um, they're under the microscope. And so in terms of what they're doing from a legalised perspective, everyone's watching um, for their failure. Everyone's looking at their success. Um, in terms of Australia, what we're doing is really leading with science and research because there's been a there's been a medical blackout in terms of research for the last fifty years. So we're trying to play. Go to Byron Bay. You need to get some research. Done <laughs> um, or Newcastle. <laughs> so um, you know what we're doing is is just getting um, local case studies to be able to prove or encourage the government to legalise it. And I think that this is you know a few years off personally. So wh- so why did you decide to establish Shook to become a PR brand around, and I presume we're talking about Australia, but a PR brand around cannabis and cannabis maybe legalisation. I don't know. Is it more yeah. a political position for you, or are you taking, it's, or are you being purely commercial? Because there's a whole lot of people going to need your help soon. Commercial, personal, and also opportunistic. So, um, you know, we're helping brands now um, navigate through the green the green mist and change perceptions related to. The cannabis industry. So it's really natural and normal to have a narrow focus when it comes to cannabis and not think beyond distribution and cultivation. Um, but it's an exciting place for PRs to play and for me to be able to lean into because we're dealing with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, scientists, um, medicinal, uh, so medical fraternity who are all coming together to stimulate conversation and, and um, innovation. And that's a really exciting place to play. It's and also was, it's also uh, controversial too. So I guess that requires 
both crisis management, if there's someone having a crack as a client, and the, but also requires you to promote the business in order to get the name known. Or That's the, exactly right. And cannabis is controversial and it will, um, you know, especially for purists, you know, um, but our job is to create communications campaigns centred around education, advocacy, authenticity, accountability, and make responsibility exciting. Right. Uh, responsibility exciting? I never get excited about being responsible for I know. I mean, like, uh, how do you do that? Well, when we have a look at um, the restrictions in play, so, for example, Canada, um, for example, Canada, um, we are unable to have Facebook, you know, due to their regulations, we're unable to um, promote through digital B2B, digital um, direct marketing, um, SEO. So it's a matter of getting really creative when it comes to designing campaigns. And one of the events that we had last year was with, with, was with Snoop Dogg. And I mean, an incredible person to place as a, as a brand alignment. Um, he's known in the, in the cannabis space. He's well regarded in the cannabis space. He's a cannabis enthusiast. And he's also got a, a global cannabis and lifestyle platform called Mary Jane. So that event he's got was. A co- a what? A, a global cannabis lifestyle platform? Yeah, a global, sorry. He's a global leader in yeah. terms of um, cannabis right. and lifestyle um, website or platform, e commerce platform. Um, so, what does that platform do? Uh, it sells yeah. anything within the cannabis industry or a lot of things within the cannabis that, um, that's, uh, that, that's his, that's new dog's That's in. Yeah, correct. He is he like a content. face of it or is he like... He's uh, the face of it. Yeah, but someone else is running it, so to I'd speak. I'd imagine or, so. or they brought him in as a yeah, percentage. Yeah, I'd imagine. I wouldn't imagine him developing <laughs> the content, but yep. he's definitely the face behind it and the brain behind it. Um, and he's creating content. He's creating a community of like-minded cannabis enthusiasts who, um, you know, look at him as being a global leader in this space. So we assigned him to entertain and perform at one of our events, um, a shareholder event, and overnight. Tell me back, tell me, tell me yeah. who we being. Namaste Technology. Namaste, right, yeah. Yep. So it was called the Pledge Party. Yep. And the Pledge Party was designed to encourage shareholders not to sell their shares for a 90-day period right. through turbulent times. Um, they and and in response to that, we celebrated that with a party at the end of it, where we invited thousand investors, shareholders, media to this party, and had Snoop Dogg as a as a performing act. Um, and what this did was overnight, we had shares went up, international headlines from a media perspective, and also an emotional connection from the audience to the shares, which is never, which is a unique position mm. to be. So that's an exciting campaign to be part of. Yeah, totally. So you, you were involved in that campaign? Yes, I the, was. The, the, the Correct. Nama, the, for Namaste. I mean, the, the Namaste guys, the guy was quite, quite, you know, quite fascinating to me. I mean, we're getting a lot of people talking about um, cannabis and all the byproducts of cannabis in Australia. I mean, Pete Evans is a big um, advocate for advocate it. Of, yes. you know, he's pushing it like hard, really hard. Um, but it's also creating a great deal of controversy around him. Um, how often do you think people, you're in the PR game, how often do you think people actually pick topics and associate, the them, yeah, yeah, do they associate themselves with in order to build awareness campaigns for themselves? Great question. I, I always ask great questions. You, do, you really do, don't you? Um, I don't think a business is, is sustainable if you don't have passion behind it and you don't have personal engagement behind it. So... Pete Evans, I think, has a personal connection towards cannabis. 
He's creating a documentary, which is uniting people together to stimulate conversation in an, in, in an in industry that people don't want to talk about. And they don't want to talk about it or it's controversial because they're actually not educated about what cannabis does. You know, cannabis um, has been known to alleviate pain and discomfort amongst I want to come back to that yes, stuff, yeah, okay. if you don't mind, because yes. I, mean, I think it's really important um, to, to do that. I want to do that after the break in the second half. But in the first half, I, w- I just want to get a sense of why you're involved, why all these other people involved. I mean, is it, you said opportunistic. I mean, is it, is this bandwagon stuff and we all being opportunistic to get involved in something? I mean, by the way, we all do it in all sorts of industries. I mean, I, to some extent I'm doing it, being opportunistic with the mentor show because small business owners, they need help. And, uh, and, and it's also an entrepreneurial movement. And it, it is, well, I'm you, trying to create a strategy, movement. Yeah. And, uh, and de- definitely uh, people who smoke hooch, they, they like to be involved in a movement. And they've been involved in an underground movement for a long, long, long time. Yeah. And it's been around for a long time. It's just that they haven't really had anything to connect themselves within a public environment. So that, that I, I want to just sort of jump on that word opportunistic. And there's nothing wrong with it in commerce, especially in business. And you're in the sort of the heart of it as a public relations person because you just said to me uh, the way you advertise cannabis and its byproducts probably isn't going to be through the current traditional social mediums because it's going to get it's probably banned or something like that. Right. And, um, and, uh, because it's too powerful. Those mediums are too powerful, therefore, in Canada they're not, they're not allowed. So, um, because I, th- I guess you can't control the age of people who look at things and what time they look at things and what the content is, et cetera. It's just too hard to regulate. And also children as well. We want to, we want to keep it away from children. Yeah. So you can't, you, th- therefore Facebook, et cetera, social is sort of not, let's not call it banned, but prohibited. For the because, moment. Because it's just too hard to control those environments because that's what makes those environments good because they're, con- they're uncontrollable or they're, they're unregulated, so to speak. So w- therefore... And you probably can't do, you know, TV advertising in this area is probably going to be quite expensive anyway. So really what it says to me is it's about um, influencers and newspaper articles and radio campaigns and television articles and um, the news and events, which is where you come in. So what you've identified is there's um, a marketplace for you to um, use your professional skills um, outside of what you do in your other brand, your day-to-day sort of business, um, there is a specialty area where you can see yourself specialising and where you see demand for your skills. Absolutely, And, you know, as a PR, it's a great opportunity to be able to celebrate science and elevate in- innovation and technology. That's interesting that you're now taking um, cannabis into science. We'll, get, we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to just think about you for a second. So... And there's nothing wrong with what's in it for me type story, you know, and uh, and because I, I, I want our listeners to know there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, you've, you know, Sarah's identified a market, a growing market, a rising tide. She thinks she's got the skills to attach to that rising tide and she's promoting herself into that environment, which is one of the reasons she's here today, which is, and she basically, she'll only survive if she's good at it and she's willing to back herself to be good at it. And you've had some experience, particularly with the Namaste guys, and you know, and by and the way, others as well, and, and yeah. others as well. So, so is that why Sarah is doing this stuff? Is it because it, like it's, and like, uh, or do you, or when do you actually say, you know, Mark? That's how I started it. I don't want to put ideas in here, but but I then I, but then I became a convert, and I, um, I believe in it. I mean, uh, where do those two cross yeah. over? 
another great question. I was given an opportunity to be able to um, take on a particular client. And initially I said no. And that was the mean girl in my head. That was the conversations that I was having with myself. I don't, didn't want to compromise Piccolo PR, which is anchored within Homewares Kids and e-commerce. I thought, oh, I can't represent kids and cannabis. And a particular client gave me five days. Up until the fourth day, I said, no, 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 no. And then the fourth night, I had a sleepless night and I did a complete switch and I backed myself and I said, yes, I'm you committing to You said basically, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I told everyone I wasn't doing it. I'm not doing it. I told him I'm not doing it. We've got five days. On the fourth night, I said, I'm doing this. If I have an opportunity that comes to me and I don't take it, I would rather live with failure than regret. Mm-hmm. So... In that moment in time, on the fifth day, I'd signed the, we signed the contract and after 5.30, I went to the Double Bay Library every night for six months until 10 o'clock at night with, you know, HSC kids learning about the cannabis industry on the weekends, learning about the cannabis industry, calling in newspapers, calling in magazines from the States, from Canada, getting to know the journalists and learning from the ground up, just getting on the tools and really deep diving into the industry. That's where it started. The deeper I went into it, the, you know, um, the more education, the more people that I was exposed to, going to um, United in Compassion with Pete Evans for that conference and seeing the people that come together and talk about it and cry about the fact that CBD um, has alleviated their comfort, their pain, um, or the, their discomfort and pain, brought another piece of energy to my work, you know. I, I so embraced did you, it. So, so I started off with opportunity and now I'm a convert. You, so, yeah, so you believe in it. I absolutely believe in it. I also... Do you use it? Yes, I do. Yeah. CBD, I do. Yeah. Um, Is that legal here? Under medical prescription. So if a doctor prescribes CBD. Correct. So you better explain what CBD is. For yeah. those people who did not listen to the Namaste uh, podcast, shame on you. What is yes. It? So CBD. So um, CBD is a therape- therapeutic benefits associated with cannabis. So you've got CBD and THC, which which is responsible for the psychoactive ingredient. Responsible THC for, is yeah. correct. Responsible for getting you high. Yeah. CBD um, is you know controls um, sleep, controls temperament, controls temperature, um, muscle relaxant, alleviates pain and discomfort, helps you sleep, um, and that was a big. Um, game changer for me. So I was offered CBD to trial. Um, I have, and I've been suffering from a hyperactive thyroid for most of my life and relied on um, synthetic drugs, which, you know, it's... I just, As in Graves' disease? Uh, Is it Graves' disease? What's that disease? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the extreme nature of, right. um, if I don't treat yep. it with um, tablets. Um, had CBD and it, I automatically felt... At peace, calm, had the most amazing sleep, amazing dreams, and it was what I was missing for the last 10 years. So having first case experience of CBD and speaking to these people who are, you know, cancer patients and, um, you know, people with epilepsy and HIV who have also been exposed to it, it forms a community. It forms a like-minded community of people who come together and talk about strains. And there's 500 compounds in Okay, we're gonna. As I said, yeah. we're gonna talk about that because it, because what I, what I, what you're now doing, and I and I want to break this up because I don't want you uh, this to sound like this is just a, a big ad for no. uh, CBD. Of, yeah. Um. And 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 CBD. I think CBD stands for cannabinoids. Can cannabin 
can can cannabinoid something like that, which yeah. is sort of a, a a derivative of cannabis. Yes. Um, with the THC taken out. Correct. With, in other words, the high, the thing gives you the high taken out. And there is now lots of products around this and the products which your clients are producing is the end game. That's the, the cannabinoid, whatever it is, CBD oils. I guess there's uh, tablets. There's probably something you can smoke. I don't know. There's wine. There's, there's wine. Okay. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's and and these have a whole lot of benefits, which, which, which we're going to talk about on. But I just want to talk about you, come back to you again. Yes. Um, right. You're now saying that there was a period as a result of you signing this contract after four days of torment and on the fifth <laughs> day making that decision. And after six months of research, six months of work. And, and it keeps on going. I'm uh, still uh, at the library. Okay. So you, you go to the library and you un, try to understand this thing because this is not just about, oh, shit, it should be legalized because all my friends smoke it. Um, this is why is it to be legalized in order for you to be probably representing someone, you've got to know this stuff like the back of your hand. And, and what, and I, what I was keen to find out is at what point you've become a believer in the whole product, because it's very hard to promote something or to um, prosecute something unless you believe in it. Yeah. And I can't do that. I can't put my name to something that I don't believe in. And to believe in, you've got to try it. Yeah. You can't just talk about what you read. You've got to actually try the bloody stuff. Absolutely. And uh, I'd say you're young enough and old enough to maybe have had it tried it at some stage in your life. 1999. Uh, yeah. Schoolies. Okay, Thanks schoolies. for that. There you go. The and go- not since. Uh, the and Gold Coast since. or Byron Bay? Byron Bay. Byron Bay. There we go. Byron Bay. Uh, you were probably one of the kids. You were probably green. one of the kids at the time I was yelling at to <laughs> shut the fuck up because I couldn't get to sleep in my farm or something, you know, because you guys get up there. And the- never again. But now I've changed um, the way that I consume it. So now it's via oil as opposed yeah. to smoking. And, you know, having a look at the stats from overseas, smoking's on, on the decline. Right. People are doing resp- the responsible way of CBDs and tinctures and um, oils and, you know. That's interesting. That's very interesting that it's on, one's on the decline, one's on the increase. That's very interesting. It sounds like people are being much more responsible and not doing it for the high. They're doing it for the, the medical benefits. As usual, we want to highlight a business that we have for sale on mentor.business, a business that we have for sale. And I've got Matt Holland in here today to tell me about what business we're going to showcase this week. What is it, mate? Thanks, Mark. A bit hush-hush this week. Uh, a vendor with a uh, yoga business, something that you're quite passionate about, I know, Mark. So uh, right up your alley. Yeah, well, I guess if it's yoga, it's got to be hush-hush, mate. Um, if we don't go yelling and screaming about yoga, um, it's sort of, sort of somewhat against um, their... Uh, you know, the, how they operate yoga. I mean, yoga likes to be nice and quiet. I mean, I, where's the yoga business? Is it in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane? Where yeah, are we talking about? Sydney, kind of eastish uh, suburbs. You know, it, as I said, it's very quiet. But um, look, it, it's just under a million-dollar turnover. It's wow. a great business. that it's I a subscription can... business, so people pay yep. by subscription, yeah. Absolutely. And I, look, I looked at this about a year ago, and I was, you know, and the vendor wasn't quite ready to do anything then. But, yeah, it's literally, I've seen the numbers. He's almost doubled in the last 12, 18 months. So it's a he. There's a hint. Oh, yes. So it's a heat and, uh, and maybe uh, east of the city, but uh, at least somewhere around the city and east thereof. And uh, is it just one office or one branch or has we got a number of branches? No, it, it is the one. And look, I think it's, it's a great bolt-on for somebody or even somebody looking to, uh, to get into the industry that's, that's trying to build up their own studio. So there's a million dollars to buy, a million dollars turnover. Uh, sorry, turnover. A million dollars turnover. So what's a business like that sort of sell for around about? We were looking for offers around that uh, kind of half a million dollars plus. Half a million so, dollars. Yeah, yeah. And we've obviously got a, someone who's 
made a decision to sell. He's probably moving off to Byron Bay or someone that is going yeah, to go so. set up a new one. Um, and I guess with these sorts of things too, um, you know, the, the purchaser is always going to seek, you know, restraints of trade so that the vendor doesn't sort of open up next door. You're going to check out things like the length of the lease that the uh, vendor's got and make sure that the premises are probably secured, assuming the premises are important at least. Um, that there's a good client list and the client list actually exists. There's a lot of due diligence to do in these situations and uh, and no doubt um, Matt Holland and his team will help you through this due diligence process. So if you're interested in buying a yoga business in Sydney and you heard the prices and the values, come to us at mentor.business, look up Matt Holland, hang out with him, he'll help you out. And if you've got something you want to sell, also give us a yell. Matt would love to list it for you and get it sold. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Mark. We are back from the break, and I'm talking to Sarah in relation to her PR business called Shook. Um, it's it's a hard word for me to say, actually. Uh, Shook, Shook. 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 Okay. And we effectively what the business that she's in is in the business of making sure that uh, the public relations and or the messaging around the cannabis industry, I guess in particular in Australia, is well received and uh, uh, put out there in a balanced way. And as a, you know, in, in order to get there, um, Sarah's had to go through some, um, I guess, to some extent, some um, ethical uh, conversations with yourself. Correct. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what Many are the, what, conversations what do you think with the ethics myself. are? What are the ethics? Well, look, prior to me, you know, committing to the cannabis industry, I was completely ignorant. So my understanding was, again, the 1970s um, Nixon stigma, um, the person smoking the bong, yeah. you know, the weed, me and Byron Bay in 1999. Mm-hmm. That's all I had, the smell of it. I, you know, I'm, I still get nauseous over the smell of cannabis. Um, that was my understanding. And since then, it's completely evolved, matured and shifted um, to review the um, medicinal benefits associated with CBD. But what, but what is the ethic of it? I mean, uh, tell me now, like, uh, is, is there an ethical issue or, or is it just a myth? Because, I mean, like, it's one stage in our lives, someone told us that there is a, um, sugar's okay for us. And, um, and we had sugar for a long time and then all of a sudden someone said, no, no, we, we made a mistake, it's shit for us, it's no good for us. Um, one stage there, people told us, uh, you know, certain breakfast cereals which were coated in sugar were good for us. So advertised as being good for us um, as having vitamin B and various things associated with them. And then we're now getting told, well, you shouldn't be having those things. What are the ethics of prosecuting um, the benefits of cannabis? Is is it properly researched? What do you well, think? that's a really good question. So in terms of local case studies, we can only go on... You're talking about Australia now? Correct, yeah. yeah. So we, can, we only have anecdotal evidence to suggest that it's a muscle relaxant. Um, it helps with nauseousness. It helps with um, PMT, PMDST, um, post, what is it? Post, post-traumatic Thank you. Um, decreased acute pain. So anecdotally, we have that. There's been a medical blackout in terms of research. And so now Australian governments are really pioneering research and science development to... Find local case studies. Um, Israel have been, as I said before, uh, global leaders in terms of research and development, and they've had government who have supported. Why is that? Well, I mean, do you know? Do you know what? I mean, I mean, Israel, by the way, is at the forefront of a whole lot of technology, yeah. technological breakthroughs, and um, and a lot of it's government sponsored. And actually, the government giving the money, and if it 
get they get a return, they get a return. If they don't, they don't. They just write it down because it's a pretty smart system. And it, most of this stuff gets um, transported all around the world. Whatever gets discovered in Israel it gets moved all around the world for some reason. Um, because I mean, just generally speaking, because it's good good initiative. But what do you think it is? that Israel is doing, why do you think Israel is doing this? Have you had any conversations with people in Israel about this? I think, in my own understanding, reading is just due to the economic stimulus. So their humidity and their climate levels makes them leaders in terms of cultivation. Maybe they're taking the view, well, fuck it, people are going to smoke this stuff anyway um, and someone else is going to produce it if we don't produce it. Um, it's no worse for you or has a similar sort of effect to alcohol and alcohols and tobacco, which is probably a lot worse, um, is available. So And they're riding they just the take green a wave, view. potentially so. I mean, I, I can't speak on their behalf. I can only suggest that. Um, but it makes sense to me. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm only asking you what you think the ethical argument is because I don't think there is one. I think it's all bullshit. I mean, oh, I, do you? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's a bullshit argument that you can't you, do it. So, have you tried CBD with your sleeping? No, I, I don't. Let me. I don't, let me I don't, see but I don't. You... But for me, I don't want to take anything. Yeah. Like anything for anything. Right. I mean, okay. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't want to do any of that sort of stuff. And if I fucking wake up, I wake up. I don't care. And I'll and I'll fall back to sleep if I'm really tired. If I'm yeah. not tired, I'll get up and do some stuff. I don't really care because I don't sit around fretting about things like that. I don't think. Yeah. So, oh shit! I haven't enough sleep. Oh, it's Look, really neither, bad. I need to take something. Absolutely. I don't do that. And, and, and nor do I. Um, however, what I can say is, is when I'm in a conference room and people are coming together and they've got serious ailments and serious discomfort and they're coming together and, and it's helping them, mm. who am I to say that we shouldn't provide oh, totally. I agree. Um, health care? Because um, the stance is consistent with the tenets of corporate responsibility, of responsible science, of um, economic vision. And so if all those three come together, then we've got an equilibrium in terms of commercial equilibrium in providing patients with healthcare and also having the economic vision or economic stimulus. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, I'd like to uh, perhaps debate the economic issue. Um, there may be economics in it, but I don't think it's going to turn the needle in Australia in terms of our gross domestic product. Um, you know, we're $1.67 trillion, and I don't think... Um, Cannabis is going to change that needle, nor do I think it's going to employ or change the unemployment number in Australia. But as at, at, at an economic level, but it's always good to have something extra going on where people can earn money. I get that bit. Yeah. But in terms of, um, um, as I said earlier, I, whilst I don't care to, to try it um, or take it, I do accept. That's just me. I do accept that there are people, I'm lucky, I don't have all these ailments. I don't have massive pain. I don't, or at least the pain that I consider to be massive. I don't have something that's hard to bear. And there are a lot of people who do have that. And I do agree that there are, those people should be entitled to have the best known relief Treatment that's possible. available to them. And now why, it, yeah. but is it cannabis? I mean, I mean, there's lots of other things. There's Valium for muscle relaxants. I mean, what, what? Yeah. I don't know. Like this, the cannabis flower has headaches. 500. Um, and again, I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm going yeah. off um, what I've been exposed to. Well, but you to. Tell, tell, tell our listeners what you've read. That yeah, five. The flower has 500 different compounds, um, and every day they're finding new medical applications for um, alleviation of pain and discomfort. Um, so is it mostly about pain and discomfort? Like it doesn't cure cancer, yeah. it doesn't cure anything as no. such other than helps you manage your way through it. Alleviation, exactly. And helps you sleep, helps you deal with the pain, et cetera. Calms you down. Calms you down. Exactly. Is that what we're talking about? That's what it? we're talking about, the CBD component of it. But we do have other things to do that now. 
There are other compounds yeah, and chemicals absolutely. that do that right now. And I guess for the patient, it's what works for them. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's choice. So it's it's not, you know, we live in a nanny state in New South Wales here, um, worse than every other part of Australia. Yeah. Um, is it because for too long, there are you saying there has been for too long a... Um, a veil of secrecy and uh, an undercurrent of um, black market, et cetera, the surrounding cannabis and all its byproducts relative to all those other products that are being produced by the Johnson Johnsons of the world. Pharmaceutical companies, yeah. So so isn't one way for this to happen um, quickly is for the the Janssons and the J&Js and and all the Pfizer's and those sorts of uh, types of pharmaceutical organisations okay. around the world to actually take control of this and say, would, we're going to make it happen. That's exactly right. So I would like to think that in the future, our adjacent companies such as um, pharmaceutical companies, alcohol companies, beauty companies, um, invest in the cannabis space. They haven't yet? In Australia, I'm not sure. Yeah. Overseas, they have. Right. Um, and, and leverage the cannabis insight and marketing insight to be able to create a whole new marketplace. What we've seen in Canada is, you know, from a THC perspective, um, from an alcohol perspective, now you'll be able to um, purchase wine with no alcohol component but high THC, which gives you the buzz. It doesn't give you a hangover and it's less calories. Now, for me, as if I would love that. I would love to have a glass of wine and, and have those benefits. Yeah, because alcohol is the thing with all the calories in it. The Correct. actual alcohol part of the booze. Exactly. So they're extracting that and infusing THC. Um, and so In Canada, you In saying. Canada, right. exactly. And if you have a look at the statistics, entry-level beer and wine is sales are plummeting. So the What's al- that mean? What do you mean? Is decreasing. What, what, how do you mean? Like, sorry, relative to the beer and wine with THC or oh, just, just before generally? It was being, before it was legalised. Right, okay. So, um, of course, alcohol companies are jumping on this to try and get, you know, hold of the share market. If you have a look at Aspen, Colorado, um, in terms of um, beer sales by revenue in the last four years, that's that's eclipsed cannabis. Sorry, Sorry, cannabis has eclipsed beer sales. Right, so, so cannabis in beer and wine or, or cannabis just altogether? Altogether. Right, that's interesting. Well, I, I guess people do, would, I, mean, I can imagine people would say, because a lot of people are conscious, I mean, oh, even if if I drink a beer, I'm going to drink one of those blonde beers or whatever they're called because it got less calories in it because I just know that, I mean, I, there's a whole lot of reasons why I don't drink anymore. I used to drink. Um, uh, some are health related, some are mood related, some are outcome related. Um, yeah. Cause I just usually make my worst decisions when I'm <laughs> doing things like that. And uh, so I'm better off not doing it. Uh, that's sort of my position. Um, but I, if I do have a glass of beer, just to be sociable, I'm, I'm going to look for the low calorie one because I'm going to think, yes. well, I'm not going to drink a glass of beer. that's going to be 150 calories. I might have two and the, cause I know what's going to make me do is it's going to make me get hungry anyway. And I end up eating a whole lot of shit as well. So yeah. the next thing I do, I've got to go run another 10Ks to get rid of it. And it's, it's just the, not... The guilt is just not worth it's, it. It was, it's just not worth the mathematics for me. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel guilty, to be honest with you, but I just, I just think, oh, fuck it. I, like, I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't want to run that far tomorrow. I don't want to have to run that extra just to get rid of something <laughs> I enjoyed for about five minutes. I understand. It doesn't make sense to me. So it's just a logic process. And, um, it's, and 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 that it, that just brings to life the science behind this. If you can get, you know, a wine extract the alcohol and infuse it with THC, I mean, there's the best and the brightest innovators who are working on these products, so you don't have to go for a run in the morning, yeah, and okay. still have a social experience. So okay, so just <laughs> just just on that, um, can you tell me or can you kill the audience? Um, the best of the brightest. I mean, 
in Canada or so, and maybe here in Australia, uh, wh- what are our scientists doing? I mean, what are people doing around this whole cannabis products and cannabis product environment? What are they doing? What are they looking at? What are they trying to search? Yeah, so they're looking at the 500, from my understanding, they look at the 500 compounds of the flower, mm-hmm. um, extracting that, having a look at the makeup of it, and then creating hybrids. So right now we have um, the two most prominent strains are indica and sativa. So indica is high CBD and sativa is high THC. So if we, um, so they're the two, but there's 498 left that um, are still to be explored and the hybrids between them to create a whole different, um, you know, strain for individual users. So it sounds like um, we've all of a sudden discovered a, a, magic a new chemical. In a, in a flower, or, yeah, a new, something new out of nature. Um, and uh, before which we've never actually really explored because of the social stigma associated with it. It's, that's what it sounds like to me. Exactly. And it was, it's no longer a nimbin, a nim, a nim, something a, a nimbin has a mortgage over. And it's so sophisticated, you know, from what I'm reading, from what I'm exposed to, um, the entrepreneurs and the scientists behind this, it's an innovative boom. You know. So where 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 is it being where is it being proposed to be used? So for example, you you mentioned cancer uh, patients earlier on. Mm. So sort of tell me the sorts of people who it is being let's call trialed on, or people who have accepted or opted to to try this stuff out. Yeah. So um, a range of patients and people who have got ailments and discomfort. So anyone who's suffering from AIDS or HIV, who has epilepsy, anorexia. So, okay, let's say I'm suffering from AIDS or HIV. Um, how, how does it help me? I mean, like. Oh, well, now you're getting into the scientific. No, but what does it do for me? Why, why would I, why would I have that? Um, what, what does it make me sleep and just takes the anxiety away? I mean, is that what we're and, doing? And that's another thing. It helps with anxiety and and depression as well. Um, it's a relaxant. Right. It's, it's a relaxant from my understanding and alleviates that pain. Right. Whether that's in, you know, bone pain or um, it fatigue or. It doesn't sort of kickstart the immune system um, to, um, I mean, it's not a, it's not a. The muscle relaxant. It's a muscle. It's, it's, it's something that helps me just deal with yeah, the drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. And, uh, and, and is that appetite. being tested here in Australia? Like they're testing it now? I mean, is it something like the CSIRO looking at it? That's or? exactly right. Yeah. So CSIRO are very well behind it in terms of um, localized case studies. Okay. You, you were mentioning earlier that um, Snoop Dogg was doing yeah. something. So yeah. I, I wouldn't mind getting a st- couple of stories out of this. Sure. Because, so uh, what was your experience with Snoop Dogg? What was he doing? What did he do for <laughs> Namaste? <laughs> Which bit of the night? <laughs> Which bit of the night? So what yeah, was well, he you doing? Take me for- through it. I mean, Which bit of the brand? Oh, um, well, you tell me, give me the juicy was, bits. He was there to perform. So he was, he was you know. For who? Uh, shareholders, investors and media. In what? Um, for the brand Namaste Technologies. Yep. Which is the world's largest e-commerce platform for cannabis Correct. products. Correct, exactly. So he was there um, from the middle to the end of the night performing on stage. Right. And uh, why is he an ambassador? Um, why would they choose him? Yeah, so um, very – he's connected to the cannabis industry, obviously, a cannabis enthusiast. He's been – community. Community, yeah. I mean, does he stand there with a joint in his mouth or how's it – He what? does, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He lives and breathes his yeah. personal brand. Right. Um, he wears the leaves. The leaves are on, you know, the back um, of where he where he performs. So um, he was engaged just due to his alignment to the cannabis space, and also shows you the lucrative nature of this market. So he was it was he was costly. It was expensive. Yeah. yeah okay. He probably took it in kind, um, which probably makes sense anyway. 
So, and but did it work? Yes, absolutely. But is it because it's all like-minded people? Is that the reason? Is it because it, look, it's going to work because they're all converts anyway. They're all they're all users of some in one way, one fashion or other. For the purpose of that event, it worked. So, like, is he gonna is he gonna convert? Hugh over here, our producer, is he going to convert Hugh? Is, Snoop, or is, is it because you want Snoop Dogg to convert Hugh because you like Snoop Dogg or is it because um, um, you just want to – Snoop Dogg is, actually takes a different view on this. He's not Snoop Dogg that everybody knows. He's another he's Snoop Dogg who's actually prosecuting something that is a great, has a great health benefit and he's actually – he's changed from being the Snoop Dogg who he normally is to becoming someone who is really responsible about the health industry. How, how did you play it? How did you work him? We were there to be able to provide our investors, media and shareholders with an experience. Right. And that's what he did at the time. Right. Okay. Um, so in terms of providing content around that, in in terms of, um, you know, pushing for the medical application of, of through a press release, that, that didn't happen. You it didn't was use there. it for that? No, no, absolutely was not. He, was he hard to control? I mean, did you have to control his messaging or? He in. He was he had or just did he just perform and just had to perform? Look, that was it. in terms of international celebrities, there are a lot of re- there's a lot of red tape and yep. there's a lot of guidelines and regulations and and approval of imagery. And was he hard to control? It was manageable, it was controllable, and we achieved great success overnight. Yeah. Well, he's going to get cut through for sure. Um, what would have been better if you had had Bill Clinton doing it because <laughs> uh, because Quite he's not the obvious person to do it. Controversial, you know, like it's. You know, like, uh, or Monica Lewinsky, even better. Yeah. No, but for that event, though, it was really to celebrate shareholders and investors who were there, a thousand of them. You know, it wasn't to um, cause controversy controversy or scandal or, you know, Namaste Technologies is a very reputable company. Yeah. Um, And so we wanted to play within, you know, their brand guidelines. Within the rules, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, it's a... uh, I'm not going to talk about this forever. It's uh, I, I'm a, by the way, I should let everyone. I'm a great fan of Pete Evans, um, and I really like the Namaste um, proposition. Uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I'm I, I do I, I think I believe in the whole cannabis and cannabis product story. I think I do. I mean, I put it this way: I, I'm definitely not a disbeliever, and I'm definitely not anti it. I, I I'm not sure if we need it or not. I, and I don't know it because I don't know enough about it. Yeah. But I'm not against it. I, 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 I'm definitely not against it. And I think what you're doing, Sarah, is, is quite smart because there's controversy and there is ignorance. There's those two elements which exist, which is a, a, a and a growth, the third thing, which is a PR person's nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just nirvana. Like you're dealing with controversy, so, you know, um, Someone's going to employ you to deal with the contro- controversy, or um, either side, by the way, of, of the game. Um, uh, you, that you've got all the arguments and all the learnings around it. So education is really important. So that's another nirvana for PR person mm-hmm. to be able to build those learning platforms and to teach people. And I think also the potential for growth um, as an industry. Um, you know, as you say, it will employ people. Um, you know, gives people. I, I saw a show on television, I think it was last week, where they were saying, they were, I was being argued in the United States, that people who have been convicted of drug dealing, particularly if it's been cannabis related, should be the first people to get employed in the now legal cannabis industry. Yes. 
So if someone's coming out of jail, because they find it hard to get a job. Yeah. So and they and let's say they've been been put away for that, then give them a job in a you know one of those shops that sort of you see around California where they sell sell the drugs. They know the marketplace. They know the marketplace yeah. and they know the product too, and they've probably tried it and they're probably sort of semi experts on it. So I mean, it, it's sort of all this makes sense to me. Um, and you, what you've done is you've driven yourself into a niche. You're only a young lady, but you're doing. I mean, I think you're doing a good job, like in terms of how you've explained it to me. I don't know how your clients feel about you, but I think you've explained to me quite well. And you've got me thinking about the whole industry now. And um, in fact, it's definitely something that I would invest in. You would, yeah. I would definitely invest in it because I just know there's upside. And, it's a, and I often say this, and I said yesterday at our intensive seminar, it, we, it's all about um, being involved in industries where there's a rising tide. Mm-hmm. And for one, one thing is absolutely crystal clear to me that this is a rising tide. This is not a tide that's receding. This is on its way up. How high it's going to go, no one knows, but it's a rising tide. $164 billion by 2025 globally. That's the estimate of value. At the moment in Australia, it's, it's valued at $100, $100 million. And 2025, we're looking at $1.2 billion. In terms of, well, I, 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 mean, I reckon if you went into the dark web, it's already about 500 billion yeah. in Australia. Um, uh, but so I, I just think, it, look, it's, I think it's a good industry in terms of commerce, economics. There is a rising tide in there. For someone like you, it's full of all those nice, juicy things that you need to get your hands on to, to um, make money and to run a business and to build a business. There's definitely demand for it, and by the sound of it, you're, you're building up your skill base. The skill base is growing with you, or you're, you're growing with the industry, so that, that skill base is going to change very quickly. It's going to be up to you to keep in pace yes. with this. That's not an easy thing, by the way. Um, and I wish you the very the very best luck. It's been uh, interesting to do one of these at 7 o'clock in the morning talking about hooch, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's been great fun. I really enjoy it. I wish you the best luck. I want to Thank talk to you again me. in a year's time. Yes, I would love and that. see where you're at. And sit, tell me where the industry's at. I want you to come back in one year's time from now, and I want to see whether that tide just kept going up. Is my gut feel is going to be rising at a much faster rate than any of us expect. And let's hope that you can get this away here in Australia fast for those people who choose to use it. Thank you so much for your support. We'll You're be welcome. back here in a year. You betcha. Thanks, Sarah.